First Class Sailing, take the helm. It is our series of regular podcasts uh, looking into the world of sailing, the people that uh, take part in different events, and more importantly, how you get on board, literally and metaphorically, into the sailing world. Joining me now is uh, both Carol and Jane. Um, I understand, Carol, you have actually done the uh, Day Skipper course. Um, tell me a little bit about how you got involved and, and what made you, what motivated you to get involved and to actually take that particular course. Uh, Hi Kerry, Um, thank you for asking. I think it's really helpful uh, to anyone thinking about doing a course if they can hear from somebody that's, um, you know, that's taken one. Um, So I did my day skipper with Jane, um, who's a very good friend of mine, and I was feeling a little bit nervous about doing a course. um, And when uh, when she come uh, literally charging into the kitchen one day and said, right, let's do this, um, I thought, okay, why not? Um, I felt really nervous about doing it, but uh, it was lovely to do it with a friend and I got so much from the week. Uh, we both passed, which was great. Uh, the weather conditions were pretty pretty dreadful. Um, yeah, and at the end of the week, I felt really proud that I'd done it. Jane, it was you that bounded into the kitchen then by the sounds of it. What, what was your motivation then to say to Carol, come on, let's, let's get on board, let's go and do this course? I think... Sitting on the boat uh, and just helping put on fenders, things like that, you, you know, the whole thing, type of thing you learn when you're doing comp crew, I I knew how to do that and I just needed to further my experience because I was sailing regularly and really I think with children on board you need to have more than one person that can take over the helm and know what they're doing in case of an emergency. I think that's really quite important. And Carol, you must have gone through that same uh, feeling uh, about being on board a boat, being able to do some basic stuff. But what happens if? And I think that's probably what's the biggest concern for anybody on what I would call a short-handed crew. Is that is that the case? Yeah, very much so. Um, I'd been sailing for you know for quite a few years before I did my my day skipper. Um, my husband had taught me all I knew to that point, and um, and I would say you know taught me really well, very patient, and I was grateful for my knowledge to date. Um, but I always worried, you know, what what if he was ill, um, you know, didn't sort of feel feel very well and, and needed to hand over the helm. I knew I could steer a boat um, and if I had to, you know, with help could moor it. But I needed more than that. I needed to know that if I had to do it on my own, I could radio for help, for somebody to take the lines when we'd, we'd got into a, a marina or a harbour and that I was feeling confident and safe, more importantly. And, and like Jane, really, you know, I had children on board as well. And I think if you're taking a boat out on the water, you owe it to the people on the boat for them to feel safe and, um, you know, that you know what you're doing. So, yes, I agree. I think having more than one person um, able to, uh, you know, to um, sort of take take the helm is really important. And Jane, when you're doing it with a friend, if you like, that's that's quite a different uh, dynamic, if you like, to your normal friendship. Here you are on on a 35, 40 foot sailing boat. Does it does it test your friendship a bit? Uh, actually, working together as a crew. Well, 
I was very lucky doing it with Carol because we know each other so well and we know the goods, the bits that we're good at and we also know the bits where we, we need a bit of support and for us uh, it was a perfect combination really and when it was really, really tough we found something to laugh about. Um, however small and tiny and insignificant, um, it, that, that really helped us get through it, especially when it was Force 8-9. That was tough going. And and that, you know, when you're doing these sort of crewing courses, you hope that you're going to get some really good weather and you're going to do some sailing. But that must have been a bit of a shock to the system for both of you, really, to actually then be faced with an 8-9, fairly consistent wind. Yeah. But that was, what, a whole week? Yes, a whole week. Um, well, you know what? If you can pass it in that kind of weather, then actually, you know, you can handle anything. So... Um, we just you don't, we didn't have a choice, and we had uh, a very good instructor who really didn't let us off the hook. We just had to get on with it, and uh, you know if you keep busy and you know keep your eye on the horizon, you you get there. So let's look at the highlights and the lowlights of that week, Carol. What what was what were one of the big highlights for you? Okay, one of the big highlights for me actually was being able to do it with a friend um, and a friend who'd put the idea forward. Would I have done it if she hadn't come bounding in the kitchen? I really don't know. I genuinely don't know. Um, but I'm so glad she did and I learned so much that week. For me, um, the conditions were, as already mentioned, um, you know, sort of force eight, uh, gusting nine for, for really all, all week. There were times when I really didn't feel happy, but there was never a time when I didn't feel safe. And what it taught me was the weather can throw those conditions at you. You might not like them, but a boat will always take far more than you, you know, ever realised. Well, certainly for me, more than I ever realised. I felt really proud of myself and of Jane at the end of that week because... It was trying and in those conditions we still had to do all the manoeuvres that were expected uh, during a day skipper. We weren't let off anything at all, we still had to do everything. And for me I think one of the things that sticks in my mind apart from the giggles that we had and trying to be quiet at night in our cabin so we didn't wake anyone up. Um, one of the things for me was one day when I had to lasso a mooring boy and the uh, skipper uh, instructor said Carol, if you um, lasso that boy, once that's done, we can all sit down and have tea and cake. Did I get it first time? Absolutely I did, with cake involved, of course. So, um, yeah, just a fantastic week. Uh, but that's, that was just some of my highlights. Jane, you've got the certificate. Uh, you've got the bit of paper that, that says you can do this. How did that then translate for you then going forward in terms of actually then feeling more confident on a boat? Did that, did that help? Yes, it did. I think um, it just consolidated all all my learning, um, practical and theory. Um, you know, if you've if you've done the written test beforehand, um, it really brings it to life. Um, and the importance of having to know depths of things and which way the tide's going, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's not just theory anymore; it's a reality. And much as I knew bits and pieces of it, when you're actually in charge people are relying on you so you need to be uh, decisive about what you're doing you can't be wishy-washy so yes I, I think it gave me confidence to um, feel I could handle a boat um, I I quite like being a passenger on a boat a crew but actually I know you know when the chips are down I can actually you know do what I need to do so and what about then the relationship then with your skipper going forward, Carol, when you came back on the boat with the qualification, with that week's experience? Uh, how did that change? Did that change the dynamics uh, on board? 
Yeah, I, I just became full-time skipper. Actually, no, I joke. Um, my, I'm very, very lucky that um, that my my skipper uh, is uh, a person who has only ever really encouraged me on the boat, and I and I really do need to be to be fair about that. Um, and you know, there was a couple of times when I did take the boat out um, on my own. I was skipper and and had people on board and. Uh, that was quite empowering. Um, we we do have a, a, a sort of a slightly bigger boat now, so I have to say that I think I probably need a bit of a refresher to get my confidence back to where it was that day. Um, but yeah, it's, it's lovely. It's nice to be able to to know that if you need to take charge, you can and do it, you know, safely and uh, with with a you know a good practical sense. Um, yeah. So, Jane, you're down the pub one night, you're with a, a bunch of uh, friends and they're talking to you about this course uh, and they're looking to you for a bit of, you know, what would you say to them in terms of a referral recommendation about getting involved and in, in getting stuck into something like this? What would you say to them? I would do it. I suppose it depends on how much experience they have. Some some people have, you know, sailed from when they're little and they've done a bit of this, a bit of that. And, and there's other people who have never done anything. So I think... I think um, it has its worth to do the comp crew first if you really have no experience because I think you'd really well I don't think you'd manage your day skipper without that because you do have to have a fair amount of knowledge already um, but I think it's really important especially you know if you think oh I'd like to go on a flotilla holiday or something like that particularly in Greece now you have to have your qualification anyway um, and you know would you drive in a car without having a license no you wouldn't so I just think really should be compulsory quite honestly <laughs> so i think we've got to we've got to go for that that final roundup of this of this podcast today to both of you is is how's the friendship going carol hey well you know we're still friends <laughs> we still um you know we still chat and and really laugh and reminisce about that course mm. but actually this is what i would like to add if i was on a boat just with jane anywhere I think that between the two of us, we would work together under pretty much any condition and get ourselves safely to where we needed to be. And I think that comment for me speaks for itself. Uh, if anybody's thinking about doing any courses, regardless of what experience that they've had previously or not, get out there and do it and, you know, keep yourself safe um you know the rnli must shake their heads on a regular basis to find people out you know in conditions on the water with no qualifications no experience um and personally i think it's awful that people have to risk their lives for people who have not bothered to keep themselves safe on the water Jane, follow away from you. Uh, you're still friends with Carol, obviously. Absolutely, <laughs> I would sail anywhere with her. Yeah. And and for you, the cross channel crossings that you've done and other things that you've done, that much more satisfying, I would imagine, from having done yes, the course. Yes, yes. Well, and actually, you know, when crossing the channel and um, going down to the Channel Islands and things like that, um, you can actually be quite useful on a boat. <laughs> There's lots of things to look out for, like huge tankers that come on up, up on you really fast. And so I think that helps with uh, dealing with all the nav, because uh, it's quite a lot for one person to have to keep on top of all the time. They do need to have a break, so it helps to have somebody who is competent, uh, you know, and knows what they're looking at uh, to keep going. So... 
Yes, I love it. And I think the course also helps you uh, learn teamwork because you have to work as a team on a boat. Uh, there is always somebody as the skipper, but it has to be teamwork. Um, without that, uh, you know, it won't make for happy sailing. It all goes a bit runny. <laughs> <laughs> um, Carol, Jane, thank you both very much indeed for joining thank us you. for today's podcast. Thank you. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have because it's been absolutely fascinating to get inside your heads and find out what that course meant to you, what a difference it's made to your sailing careers, your, your sailing lives. And I wish you all the very, very best of the future and um, happy sailing. Thank you very much, Kerry. And Carol, how about doing Coastal Skipper? Ooh, there's a gauntlet. Yacht master. I'm going to watch out for her running into the kitchen. <laughs> I think yacht master's definitely coming down the track. Ooh. I can see it now. Uh, well, first class sailing are there to help with any uh, qualifications. They can help you with a whole range of theory practical and uh, also get you involved with radar vhf uh, and also your first aid certificate if you need that and can also refer you and point you in the right direction when it comes to the sea survival course so first class sailing there to help you there to support you all uh, and every step of the way as you develop your sailing skills uh, thank you to both uh, to both my guests again today and join us again soon for the next edition of the first class sailing podcasts business on board with Carrie Herford-Jones.